Welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. This morning, um, we're going to talk about something hard, um, like we like we tend to do here. Um, but Marie experienced something... Uh, rather challenging this week, and it just really got me thinking about um, how sometimes we deal with senseless things, malicious, senseless crimes or ways that were violated. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. I want to thank you wherever you are joining us from. If you're here on Facebook Live or you're catching a replay in our group, uh, Braveheart Conversations, or you're catching us on Spotify, iTunes, um, all the different podcasting platforms, thank you so much for being here and joining us today. Um, so with yeah. Oh, yeah. And introductions. Yeah, I'm here with, you know, beautiful Marie Wallace, who is in Arizona right now visiting her sister. And um, and I am Jillian Aurora. So we're super, super happy to be here with you today. Not necessarily excited to talk about this topic. Uh, my heart has kind of broken for Marie because she's just... Um, just re- recently, like last night, experienced um, some hacking into her uh, her accounts online, and um, you know, identity theft is like so violating. It's so hard. Um, there's a lot of feelings um, that come up with that kind of a violation, and. I'd like to talk about violations in general today because that's not the only way that we sometimes experience really malicious behavior, but um, but it's a big one. So Marie, I want to hear what has come up for you and like, what are all the feelings? Um, well, um, it's a little tender, so it is. <laughs> it's like it's a little belly goat in my throat. You'll know why. Um, basically someone was able to hack into both mine and Joe's Facebook accounts and then started uh, working on my business accounts and started changing content and um, they also hacked into one of my emails and so it was a, a, I think it was shocking at first because I was watching it live happening like I'm, I'm watching someone take over my site as I'm, and it was just um, shock at first, um, frustrating, angry, and the whole why. Why Why is this happening? And why me? And why would someone want to do something like that? And, and so your segue is perfect because we don't know why. Um, yeah, but fortunately I have a really good team of people who went in and said, I'm on it and um, went and took that back, but it was just, um, so in that way it was good because it was like, oh, I feel better. I, I just think I haven't still processed the feelings of it all. Um, lots, of, lots of frustration because then you can't get it worked on and Facebook hasn't, wasn't cooperative. Um, they still haven't fixed, because Joe's account was hacked a couple of days ago and that still hasn't been um, redeemed. And so it's just this whole process of 
untangling and reconstructing. And so that part was, it's, it's ongoing, so I'm still kind of in the middle of it. But some of the other feelings I had were, it's not forever. And, um, and it, who knows what the intents are or why. Um, it just gives me a, uh, an opportunity to reflect and then also to just work on, you know, building security and <laughs> tightening things up. But that's, those are those things that we talk about all the time. So it happens in our relationships and it happens in all kinds of situations. So I'm really glad and thankful that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think something that that comes up for me is it may be senseless to us, but we're only seeing one chain in a long string of behaviors that, like, the, the piece that we're seeing makes absolutely no sense, but on the other end, it does. Um, there really is no actual random act. Um and that was that was an interesting concept uh, that I was reminded of last week as I was finishing up that book, The Gift of Fear, that uh, we like to think of violence as random and unpredictable, but in fact, it's actually very predictable, um, and it makes a lot of sense when you see the full string. But sometimes we don't get to see the full string of chains, right? Each link, we only right. get to see that very last one. So it seems like... It's, it's totally senseless and, um, and that they just were out to hurt someone for no reason. And I think although like the consequences are so hard, like experiencing whatever the consequence or the end result of somebody else's violence was, like it's, it's hard, it's horrible feeling. It's so violating. Um, and like we have to go through the grief where we're processing our own feelings, but then like coming to some forgiveness and some understanding that that hurt that they put on us came from hurt within them. And so, you know, finding that, that humanity, um, is, uh, I think really, really key, really profound and important. Um, but that grieving process is so huge. Like, especially as women, sometimes we are conditioned to be only, uh, we're only supposed to think about the other person, right? So we jump to forgiveness because that's about the other person and like understanding them. But I think that it's really important to go through the grief and like feeling like, yeah, you were victimized, you were taken advantage of, you were violated. And those are all like really important feelings. Um, does anything come up for you, Maria, as we're talking about that piece? Yeah, that and um, just we're taught also to be resilient, just be resilient, right? And I think that we skip over that grief process sometimes in, in working towards resiliency mm-hmm. because I'm a very resilient person. And as far as um, making aware things aware, the violation started with someone breaking into Joe's Facebook, right? Yeah. And that should have been shut down then because he was an admin in some of my accounts. But it, but it does, it does build a different kind of awareness because 
definitely don't want to be a victim again. And and it's like, okay, just take care of things right now because my, you know, because Joe said, um, he goes, I'm so glad that you're taking care of this right now because I'm, I'm up till however long it takes to shut it all down. Because I could have been laissez-faire about it and then, and then it could have been a lot worse. Um, so I think those are the things that come up for me right now I'll probably have a whole lot for you next week yeah <laughs> but that's what's coming up for me right this you're week. totally in it right now yeah yeah um yeah I like that idea of remembering to um, protect ourselves sometimes we experience those violations to learn how to be more aware of how to protect ourselves and and um I know for me just just seeing your experience, I'm like, oh gosh, I need to like make sure that um, I'm setting up the boundaries that I don't always think of in the cyber world. You know, I think of boundaries in my physical world, but um, boundaries are relevant everywhere. And yeah. um, and I also think, you know, one of the places that I see people go when they're violated in lots of different ways is blame. You know, they're very... Um, they're blaming of the person who violated them. So this is a double-edged sword. They do get to take accountability. Like the, the offender is responsible for the offending and they aren't responsible for our healing or our boundaries or us putting ourselves back together. So, you know, the quote, um, don't look for healing at the feet of those who broke you comes to mind. Because sometimes we want to make them responsible for fixing it, or we want to make them responsible, like we're putting ourselves at their mercy to become whole again. Which goes back to a different quote that basically says that we're responsible for how we respond yes. to how something happens to us. So I could have stayed in the victim role and just kind of carried on about that, or I could go into action, and so I, I chose the action piece. But if I just, just imagine, it doesn't mean not to feel the feelings. Right. Feel the feelings, but then go to action. Because if I would have wallowed in that victimization, then um, who knows where I'd be right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be subject to further victimization. Right. Yeah, it's totally a both and. And sometimes they're happening at the same time. Like, I can think of times in my life where I've been violated and it required, like, immediate action. And so I'm kind of going back and forth between grief and action. And I think this is where, you know, masculine and feminine energy comes into play. Because that grief is such a being, kind of a, you know, feminine um, processing and the action piece is that masculine, like I'm going to be resilient and we're going to, you know, rise to the occasion, whatever needs to be done is going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's that, it, it's that representation of both. That's so important and vital and there is no right time frame. So, you know, there might be a space to be able to crawl in a hole and just grieve. And then there might be some, space like it's that's just not possible you're gonna have to uh take moments of grief and take moments of action because it's it's messy so it's super messy and you know what you're going through right now required action like right away and I know um so many women who you know leave relationships 
they're grieving heavy grief at the same time as potentially being in a dangerous situation that they have to respond to right away. So it's not a perfect, you know, you know, go do your grief before you do anything else. You might be, you know, having pockets of grief for a long time. Um, and, and I think some of us make the mistake of shoving that down and not acknowledging it and not acknowledging the feelings of, I was violated and that hurts and it feels like betrayal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so then... And I may never know why. That's the other piece. I think sometimes people want, they have, feel like they have to know the why. Yeah. And I may never know. Mm-hmm. Except that uh, I extract from that the lessons that I can. Yeah. And going back to the protection piece, protect myself as best as possible so that it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then, then I educate others, right? That's, that would be my next is just to make sure other people really have their passwords secure, right? Yeah. I felt like they were, but but having a couple admins, that's kind of where it gets watery, but we'll figure that out. I'm not not too worried about that piece. I think it can be really empowering when we are violated. It shows us really quickly where our weak points are and where we get to set boundaries, whether that's in the cyber world or um, in our physical space. But, um, you know, I was just reading some comments earlier today about resentment. Like, um, isn't isn't forgiveness supposed to uh, take away my resentment? And no, to me, that's absolutely not what takes away resentment. What takes away away resentment is boundaries. Um, Resentment is simply an indicator light to show me where I need to set some new boundaries and protect myself differently. So, you know, forgiveness is an entirely different piece. So when I experience being violated and then I feel betrayed or I feel let down or I feel resentment, that shows me where I get to tighten up my space. You know, what do I need to do to protect myself better? Because it's my responsibility to protect me, right? So, and none of us do that perfectly. Like, this is a learning experience. So, you know, we get to go through these moments where, um, you know, I've had you know, credit card fraud. I don't know anybody who hasn't. Like, those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, somebody just you know, stole this money and, um, or they stole my identity or, you know, they're, it's, it's tough. It feels really invasive and violating and uncertain and all of those things. How could they possibly do this? Um, but it gives us, it gives us, us some insight how we get to, uh, protect ourselves from that happening in the future. And I think, that's where blame can really harm us is if we are relying on the other person or the offender to get better and not do that anymore or, you know, whatever. We're, we're really putting ourselves at their mercy. Like you were saying before, like if you had just allowed that to continue um, and not take action, like you're, you're continuing to make yourself vulnerable. So it is taking responsibility like, oh, I need to protect myself here and then figuring out how that's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> Very well said. 
Yeah, I think um, for some of our other listeners who might be in more of a relationship violation, um, I think I think maybe relating it to that would be helpful. Um, you know, sometimes these acts come from people we don't know and we don't understand any of it. Like what just happened to you is it, it feels senseless. It feels like irrational. Um, and then there's other hurtful moments where this maliciousness is coming from someone you think that loves you and is, uh, has, has vowed or promised to protect you. And that, that's a whole different type of betrayal and letdown. Um, but the message is really the same. Like it's the same kind of solution. It's feeling the grief fully, fully accepting I've been violated here. And then, you know, I think this is where so many of us get hung up is we think that we are then supposed to just forgive and forgive and forgive freely. And, um, (laughs) but that, that really opens us up to be violated over and over again. And, and they still get to take accountability for their actions, right? They're still responsible for that malicious offending behavior. And forgiveness does not mean opening yourself up for that over and over again. Um, you get to grieve that, yeah, somebody really deeply hurt you and you still get to take responsibility for protecting your space. And that comes in a whole lot of different ways. It could be removing yourself from the room, could be removing yourself from a conversation, it could be removing yourself from a bank account, um, or it could be removing yourself from a whole relationship. And that looks different for every situation and every person. But the key is that we're taking responsibility for our own protection and not waiting for somebody else to protect us. Yeah. Facebook wasn't going to step in and protect you, huh, Marie? Yeah. That, that was, uh, yeah, that, that's going to happen next. We're, something's going to happen. I don't know what yet, but something will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard when we really want an outside source to step in and protect us. Um, And sometimes it's a really great opportunity for ourselves to step in and and rise up and be there for our own protection. Yep. True. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm going to look to see if we have any other comments. We've got a couple of viewers. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah. Marie, what other feelings are coming up for you? Was there anything else you wanted to share about this experience or some of the grief or forgiveness piece? I think the other piece is um, just having someone trusted that you can chat with. Being able to chat with you right now is very helpful because um, I'm not processing it alone, and those thoughts aren't just, like, flowing around in my head over and over, and, and because I do think that causes the buildup. So just being able to talk about it out loud with someone is just helpful to process. So I, I just think that's a vital piece that we haven't talked about yet is just having some trusted person that you can just process that will still hold you in high esteem, Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we're talking about relationships. 
so that they'll hold um, you and your partner in high esteem yeah. when you're having those conversations so that you can process the the what's happening and not attach it to the person, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Because yeah. a lot of times when these actions happen, we're, like you were earlier saying, we get into that blame game and and we make it all about the other person, which also relieves us of responsibility, <laughs> right? So just just finding that person that you can talk about it with in high esteem that holds you, like you just did here, you held me in such grace and such high esteem and still allowed me just to process, as well as the violation, violating person, because... We don't know the whys of any of it. We only see our side and what's going on. So um, just re recognizing the humanity that this person is hurt and that's why they're doing what they're doing. And, and maybe as a reverend, I say a little prayer, like I hope that you get the healing that you need. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Thank you for that. That is such a, a, a really important piece too and I'm glad that you said something about that like we're not alone we don't ever 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 have to be alone in our own violation and that was um that was hard for me because we're alone as much as we choose to be and I had a lot of secrets I was hiding a lot because I was embarrassed about my own situation and sometimes that's the case when we're violated badly especially when it's someone that we know and we're trying to protect their reputation as well um, so reaching out to someone who can be understanding is so so vital um, and so much of that only hinged with me. I had a lot of loving people around me, but I had to be the one to choose to get vulnerable and to break down some of those barriers and really be honest about what was going on. Um, so, you know, that's, that's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's a, it's a choice um, that, that we get to make. And then I think it's also key what you shared as well, that be careful who you're you're choosing to talk to because some people are just not, um, they're not capable of giving constructive feedback. You know, um, it can be really tempting to go to the friends that are like, yeah, those people are pieces of shit and you know, they're terrible and you should hate them. And, um, those Probably behind you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, as much as I love that they want to, um, be supportive that's just generally not constructive and um, I, I find the most value in people that are invested in helping me be honest with myself and take accountability because that is what's going to move me forward is not hating on what happened to me but um, really being in solution and responsibility. How am I going to take responsibility for what happens from here? Like I'm still holding the pen to my life, right? That didn't get forfeited to somebody else. And, um, and I don't want to give that pen to somebody else. I'm going to write the next chapter of my story, even if I was violated, right? So people that really hold you to that kind of accountability um, are great because that's what empowers me. 
So to me, that's truly loving. It's not somebody who's just gonna sit in my pile of pity, <laughs> but that they are also going to, um, they're gonna empower me and they're gonna say, you know, you okay, you walked through this really painful thing and you're not fragile. You're a really strong human being and you're gonna get through this and you're gonna learn from it and it's actually going to benefit you and, um, and you're gonna be able to move forward in a way that you wouldn't have even been able to before this violation. You're only gonna use it for your own benefit. So I need people like that, that are gonna like really feed my fire um, with this painful experience and not just sit in it. So I think it's really important um, who you choose to talk to. And it's not that people are bad. I think that it's more, you know, what are they capable of? What what healing have they done in their own lives? Um, and what kind of resilience have they been able to do um, in the situations that they've been presented with? Um, so it's, it's not about saying, you know, some people are just bad to talk to. It's just yeah. what, do, what do you want to get out of it? Yeah. Really phenomenal point. I think um, so important to know we're not alone. We are not alone. But so much hinges on uh, transparency, right? We got to share it in order to get help. <laughs> well, I could have just um, opted out of our, our thing today, right? That was an option, a choice that I could have made. And I probably just still be sitting in a corner in the muck. Um, as painful as it was to share, even share out loud because it's um there's a little bit of embarrassment there right mm -hmm. and um yeah so so i could have just kept that quiet said you know what joe i'm just i'm out this yeah. morning um and it i was close only because i was still hurting so much mm -hmm. but uh just being able to talk about it and get it out there is it's helped a lot, so I'm very appreciative. I'm so glad that, yeah, I'm so glad that you still chose to show up and be courageous. And, um, you know, I want to point out too that like embarrassment is a really normal part of feeling violated, and sometimes that it doesn't make sense why we feel that way because it's like you don't have anything to feel guilty about, like somebody, somebody hurt you, yeah. but, um. But I think that it's so important to acknowledge that even though you felt a little bit of that embarrassment for whatever reason, um, that you still showed up and you're still that you still have the courage to be transparent. Like that's so huge. And Marie, I just want to jump through the screen and give you a hug right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, ay, ay, ay. It's the only problem with this damn Zoom is I can't give you a hug. <laughs> Or a tissue. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> but it's so it's so empowering when when you show up in your pain, and um, it frees so many other women to also show up and be transparent with the things that they feel embarrassed about. And so you yeah. know, um, I know that we both speak from personal experience in that realm when we've. We have decided to show up and speak, even though it feels incredibly vulnerable. So I just want to thank you for being that um, example 
and that model of transparency and you know what we're here to do have brave heart conversations with courage so um, thank you for sharing your pain today and letting that be magic for everybody else listening Thank you for listening and honoring me. Yeah. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap up. I think we've covered um, this topic. And Marie, I just hope that you're able to fully recover over the next week and get all of your accounts back in order and even more solid than they were before. Um, And we're all going to be here in that with you. Um, I want to say for any of our listeners, if you have experienced something that you'd like to share, um, some way that you've been violated or dealt with someone's uh, malicious behavior and you would like to jump on and talk about that or have us discuss it, we'd love to do so. Um, You can reach out to us privately if you'd like. My email is defytheaverage at gmail.com or you can reach Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear your your experiences or questions or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. We'd really love to hear your feedback and whatever you'd like to share. Um, And you are welcome to join us live every week, every Thursday morning. We are live in our Facebook group. Braveheart Conversations, and you can also find all of our replays there, um, discussions. You can find replays on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Um, So please uh, let us know if there's something that you would like to hear more about or less about. And with that, we'll go ahead and close up. We love you all so much, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, guys.